0: Good morning. We begin by remembering our baptism. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray. O oh Lord, in the morning, you hear my voice. In the evening, I turn my thoughts to you to remember your love and faithfulness as I begin a new day. Thank you for keeping us safe through the night. Please help us recognize today as a blessing from you and the events of the day as divine appointments to exercise our faith in you. Please give us peace and joy and help us to live in such a way that our attitude and actions reflect that we are your children adopted into your family through Jesus, in whose name we pray, amen. We confess our faith using Luther's explanation to the first article of the Creed. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides for me with all I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Our reading today teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or mother, Whatever you would have gained from me is korban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again, and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children first be fed, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this statement you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and spit, touching his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak." So there are a couple of things that really kind of jumped out at me as I read this in terms of uh, uh, things that we should uh, should be learning. Uh, first of all, when when it says that uh, the Jews were good at washing their hands, um, this this has nothing to do with what we are going through right now, where we are washing our hands to avoid a virus and uh, uh, to hopefully flatten the curve and and resist spreading this pandemic uh, any more quickly than it's already spreading. Um, this is talking about a ceremonial washing. Um, and, and the word is even uh, baptizing in, in some places. And, uh, and so the idea here is that they would do this kind of ceremonial wash uh, before they would eat. And they're not upset that the disciples' hands are dirty, like, you know, we would be concerned about at this point in our lives. Um, but they're, they're more concerned that they're not following the tradition, that they're not following uh, the, the the rules basically that they had set, but the problem with the rules that they had set was that God didn't set them, and they were actually making their traditions and their rules more important than God's. And this is something that we have to be careful of. People are really good at substituting their own ideas for how things ought to be, uh, for what the for what sometimes. We want things to be the way we want them to be instead of accepting the way that God has given them to us. And and so uh, we reject his word in place of our own ideas. Uh, And I think it's really important when you look at this to look at how he talks about what actually defiles people. That it's not the stuff from the outside, but it's, it's the stuff that has to do with our heart. And this is one of the reasons it's so important for us to examine our hearts and to come to God with repentance, trusting in Jesus for our forgiveness. Now, this account about the Syrophoenician woman and her faith, this is a very difficult passage. And I, I want to be very forthright, and in, in, in there, it gets explained several different ways. And really, none of them are satisfactory. And this is one of those times where I think that we're may be inclined to try to soften the language or, or, or try to uh, explain away Jesus' words. Uh, but I think that for us, maybe it's enough to grab onto the woman's faith and, and to see how even in the face of difficulty, even when it seems like God is against her and Jesus might even be against her, because we could get that idea that Jesus is against us, that that God has abandoned us, uh, that his grace is right there, and that when we might want many big things from him, that sometimes just the crumbs are sufficient, and and that God's crumbs are very, very powerful to give life and salvation to us. And then one last thing, I, I suppose, I look at this little bit where Jesus heals the the deaf man and I think he gives us something very important to be thankful about here. In this little bit where he looks to heaven and he sighs and says, Ephatha. We see his compassion. We we can see him hurting with the man as he seeks to, to bring healing and wholeness to him. And That compassion is ours as well. And we can rejoice and be thankful in in the way that he cares for us. Let's pray. Today, we're going to pray for the government and for everyone who's in authority. Uh, We're gonna pray that God grants wisdom, integrity, courage, and safety for all of our leaders, to police, firefighters, um, healthcare professionals, and, and all who work for the public good. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for our government leaders who are doing their work in order to say, in order to keep us safe in this time of uncertainty. Um, we pray, Lord, that you would be with uh, here in Ohio, that you would be with Governor DeWine and and uh, Doctor Acton and and all the others who are are leading us during this uh, this time of uncertainty. Uh, we pray for our federal leaders. We ask that they would be wise and and that they would do the right things. And Lord, we pray for wisdom for our leaders at every level. And we ask that, boy, as we see some of the things that are happening in in, in Congress and and in the government in general, we ask that our leaders would have integrity, that they would have courage to do what is right. And Lord, we pray for the safety of our leaders. We know that um, some of our our elected officials have been diagnosed with uh, with COVID-19 and we pray for their healing and for their health. But we lift before you also the police, the firefighters and the healthcare care professionals. And we thank you for the people who are coming in and giving them masks and gloves and supporting them in other ways. And we pray, Lord, that you would keep them safe as they go about this work. Be with the doctors and the nurses who are right on the front lines and help them to be effective in bringing healing to people. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless all who work for the public good. And Lord, as this time goes on, we ask that you would work in us, a desire and idea, so that we can get involved with the public good and that we could be a blessing to the people that you have put us into contact with. We pray these things in Jesus' name and praise Jesus teaches us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians five twenty-three. God bless your day. And God willing, we'll be back this, this evening with a with another devotion uh, to end the day.